Hello, this is Mark Manns, and I'm here at the QSO VSO 50th anniversary event, sitting with Dave McRae, one of our return volunteers. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Uh, Dave, to start us off, uh, could you tell us uh, where you went with QSO VSO and uh, what you did? Well, I went to northern Nigeria to a community called Yola in 1970, mm. and that was in the northeastern state okay. at that time. Yeah. I was there for approximately one year, mm -hmm. and for one reason or another was transferred to a community called Abuja mm -hmm. in the northwestern state, mm -hmm. where I stayed for the second year of my original contract term. Right. And when I started a project, which was a building their library and organizing it and so on. I was only halfway through, I decided to extend for a third year with QSO, mm -hmm. and um, so I did that, so the two years in Abuja. Oh, good. Okay. How did you uh, originally get involved with, with QSO VSO? What uh, uh, drew you to, to go overseas? Well, I found out about QSO while I was at the University of Alberta in Edmonton. Mm -hmm was uh, getting ready to graduate with my second degree and had always had a dream of going to Africa mm. right from at least high school right had wanted to go to Africa yeah. I was thinking more in terms of equatorial kind of Africa with right. all the wildlife lions and tigers sure. and one thing or another sure. didn't happen I ended up in Nigeria yeah. which doesn't have a lot of exotic animals yeah but um, that was basically it I applied and uh, went through the interview process mm -hmm. and uh, was accepted. Great. So I got into Nigeria and mm -hmm. off I went. So what, what did you study at uh, Alberta? My major was French, Okay. the French language. Yeah. And so when I went to Nigeria my first three years, I was in fact teaching French. Teaching to French the in, in both Yola and, and in Nigeria. Correct. Tell me a little bit about your experiences uh, teaching. What was the job like? What were the students like? It was very enjoyable. Uh, um, well, let's start with Yola. Yola yeah. was a very hot, uh, hot um, climate-wise mm -hmm. for most of the, the year. Although there was a portion of the year when the Harmattan moved in, so it did cool down a bit. Mm -hmm. But um, the the novelty, I guess you could call it, the open-air classrooms was something mm -hmm. different. Uh, the instead of having classroom buzzers and bells. We had these railway ties tied up to trees and a messenger coming along to hit the old gong for classroom changes. Yes, and um, very simple life yeah. style. Yeah. Just, uh, freedom. Here we live by the clock. Over there nothing goes by the clock. Right. The old African time no. uh, expression comes expression, in yeah. by there. Yeah. And, so uh, is that also true at a school? Or school? It can be, although start uh, the teachers and, and administration. Yeah, the teachers and administration are always kind of trying to enforce punctuality. But uh, I think even with the older Nigerians, it's a way of life. So yeah. that uh, other schools have taught it subsequent to that QSO stage. Um, teachers would show up an hour late. When they're ready. When they were ready. 
when the soup was made or, or when their breakfast was finished. And it, was, it wasn't a matter of priority. Time right. was never a priority. Right. Um, so I liked that. And the kids that I was teaching, first, well, the three schools, the two schools I was in during those three years were boarding schools, mm -hmm. but male kids mm -hmm. only. Mm -hmm. With no mixed education. You just need the years. And um, oh, okay, so happy people, September, for the most part, mm -hmm. the students. Uh, it's all the way back. Yeah. And, and then they'd have their, their evenings, say Friday night, they'd have dancing and uh, really, really enjoyed yeah. that. And I was always invited to attend right. these dances. I didn't dance much myself. I, yeah. 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 For the most part, it was just the students. Yeah. So, what were you able to enter into the sort of the community life? Uh, sure. Did you have? Were there barriers in place that so made it difficult? Uh, not really. Uh, uh, I'm sitting at UBC because I found uh, the Nigerians in particular were very receptive yeah. to yeah. welcoming yeah. strangers. Um, um, there was in Yola. There was um, well, there were two clubs. There was. Uh, <laughs> A um, traditional kind of expatriate uh, club, yeah, which I attended a few times, but us, uh, didn't really feel comfortable yeah, with. Um, but there was a yeah, local yeah, club yeah, as well, and I decided to start going there because my my view on going with QSO was to meet the locals, not to stick around with other white people, British, and they took me in very, very well. I mean, I had great times. This is in the social life. Great times there. And when I went to Abuja, I was... For pretty most, for most of the two years I was there, I was virtually the only white person in the community. So uh, we're looking at 20, 30,000 people, and I'm one, so of course everybody, everybody wants to know me or get to know me. And um, I ended up with the other senior social servants, who doctors, pharmacists, other teachers, and so in uh, setting up a club of our own, you know, for that. And, uh, and that worked out really well and got along fabulously with all these individuals. In fact, they gave me a great send-off party when I left. I didn't actually stop living in Nigeria at that point. I stayed there for 13 years. What did you end up doing? Oh, I just moved to a different state and I still carried on teaching. Eventually became a principal of uh, post-primary institutions and um, stayed on. So it worked out well. And then you came back to Canada. I came back in '86. And what have you been doing in Canada since? A variety of jobs. Um, right now, I'm just working with the city of North Vancouver in one of the offices. So thinking back, uh, of took you to Nigeria. They did. What, uh, what were some of the better things that you remember about uh, serving with QSO? Uh, kind of mathematical grid puzzle. Uh, the better thing. <laughs> yeah, rewarding. Well, I guess it was interesting. The, the fact, the opportunity of having gone there yeah. and uh, mixing with the with the community, but mainly the students. Now, a lot of the students that I was teaching were older. Older than yourself at the time? No, no, no. Oh, no. But although some were close to my age, because I was relatively younger than them. Well, I was older than most of the Jews. Right. But uh, 
No, there were some students who were closer to my yeah, age than right. others, but I remember one particular that comes to me with the right set of answers to it. Exercise was, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Man of War Bay Club. It's uh, something that started, I believe, in England. I could be wrong. And they took it out into other countries like West Africa and East Africa. And their motto was what one man can do, another man can do, or any man can do this sort of thing. And we went on a trek. And I believe the trek was something like 20 miles or further. And I was asked to go because they would not allow students to go unescorted by a teacher. And I thought it was just going to be a short hike through the, through the bush, but it ended up 20 miles in each direction. And these kids were, a lot of them were in their bare feet. We had to cross the Benue River, which at that point had dried up virtually to nothing. So we were able to walk on the sand right across. And uh, we ended up going on this long trek through fields and fields and fields. And uh, at one point, we even, they said, we're going to climb a, well, they called it a mountain. Basically a hill. And they showed me this hill. And I thought, ah, piece of cake. And that, we, we got up the following morning. Like, we, we got to this school, actually, it was a primary school, where we were lodging for the night. And the next morning got up and they said, well, we're going to climb that. So we thought, no problem, it's all over. We'll be up and down in the clock. We got to the top of this and then one of the students said, now you see that one over there, which was about three times as high. That's where we're going next. And I thought, whoa, I don't know if I want to do this. However, it was an experience, so I went along with this. We had to cross this huge field. And uh, we went up this second hill, which the students named after me because I actually did make it to yeah. the top. And coming down, yeah, you're on Mount McRae. Mount McRae, they called it. Yes. And uh, then we got down eventually. And it was harder coming down than going up because I had to end up sliding down a lot of the rocks. Right. Because it wasn't there. Well, it's so just very like difficult, and, and so on. Yeah. 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 We're very smooth rock yeah. 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 And uh, I remember I getting down, and I, all I could think of was, oh, I need that nice cold, cold drink of something stronger than water. So And then we got back, um, and we had to cross a different location on the Benue River where there actually was water, and they had some of these little ferries that crossed. Yeah. Um, no vehicles, just, just a walk passenger ferry. And we're crossing, and the boys were thirsty. And towards the front, front of the ferry, there was an opening in the floor, so that I was sitting on one portion of the floor, and they were sitting on the other side. And he just took this cup and he dipped it down into the river and he said something like there's no disease in Africa and he continued to drink out of this and polluted water yeah it was just full because people bathed they laundered their cattle fed and animals and everything but I thought oh that's funny and he said it was such a grin on his face yeah you know I'm brave I can take this I, I wouldn't do it myself. No. However, we got back late, and that was probably the highlight of my time right. in that I tried community. To for, for I tried to, 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 um, 
it's tapered off so that if if there's something you would like to say to a younger generation of QSOs volunteers people serving what what would you say to them? well i would say well there are about three things i would say one learn to be patient yeah. because nothing is done as you would like it in fact i'd like to tell everybody in north america to learn patience. Because when you go in to cash a check at a bank or to buy a stamp at a post office, you may end up spending an hour and a half just to do that one transaction. And I'm not exaggerating. You want to travel from point A to B. They wait until the vehicle is completely filled up before they leave. So you could be in a hot motor park for five, six, seven hours waiting for that one last passenger. So patience is something that you have to endure and or put into practice and make the most of it. You carry a book with you, even if you go to a government office, don't do that. Uh, secondly, I would also suggest that you, I'm not saying you become a native, you don't try and teach the natives that this is the locals, I should say, not You don't treat the indigents as inferior, but at the same time, you don't necessarily do everything the way they do it, because a lot of the Nigerians in particular hold more respect for you if you live at the level for which you're trained. If you're a teacher, you don't necessarily go out and start farming on your bare feet with a hoe. Don't do more, don't do less. Sort of find out from your peers, like your co-workers, what, what is expected of you from the general masses no, of the population. So awareness and understanding. Exactly. Uh, not exactly becoming. You don't become becoming like locals. Just understanding. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that you would turn down their hospitality or anything like that. Um, certainly don't turn up your nose at something just because it doesn't look palatable. Right. So I think at least give it a try. Yeah, exactly. Um, I found that Nigerians are very happy if you take a sample of whatever food they may have supplied you with and if you don't care for it, just finish it and say thank you and satisfied. And they're happy with that, at least you've tried it. So, um, a bit of humility and certainly of course don't, as one gentleman was saying upstairs a few minutes ago, said, uh, we don't try to export our agriculture to their system. We have to adapt to what what's possible. So yeah, um, pace. No, yeah, you're not allowed to smile. Oh, okay. And uh, just like the past. Relax. You know. Yeah. Don't get uptight. Great. Thank you very much. You're very Dave. welcome. Very Thanks nice talking to you today. Talking to you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the yeah, 50th anniversary event. I will. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Thank Thanks you. a lot, Mark.